Welcome to the Rough Places into Level Ground podcast, where we'll be studying various scriptures and their application to our lives. And as we come to God's Word, He promises to lead us in ways we do not know, in paths that we have not known, and to turn our darkness into light and rough places into level ground. Welcome to today's study. I'm Jackie Burns, and I'll be your host. Hello, and thanks for joining us for today's podcast, where we're going to study the priestly blessing, which points the way for each of us to not only be blessed, but to be a blessing for others. God's word to us brings us the beautiful assurance that we are each important to God, as well as to each other. As we begin today's study, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we give thanks and praise to you. You know best what each of us needs, and you promise to bless these needs and to make your face shine upon us and give us peace. We ask your blessing and guidance as we study your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. The priestly blessing, also called the Aaronic blessing, is found in Numbers 6, through 27. Let's go ahead and begin with reading the blessing. Here now is the word of our Lord, starting in verse 22. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, Thus you shall bless the people of Israel, and you shall say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel and I will bless them. We begin today, let's talk a little bit about this priestly blessing. It was actually found on two small scrolls outside of Jerusalem by archaeologists in 1979. These scrolls date back to the 7th century BC, and the blessing would have been used during the time period of the first temple. According to Jewish tradition, the first temple built by King Solomon, dates back approximately 3,000 years. So this priestly blessing has been used in Jewish tradition approximately 3,000 years and within the Christian tradition about 2,000 years. The priestly blessing is thought to be the oldest of all prayers. It is the instruction for blessing given directly by God to Moses. It's the only blessing in the Bible that is unconditional. This blessing guarantees that if one says it over another, God will bless them. Originally, according to Jewish tradition, only God blessed. In the beginning, he blessed Adam and Eve in Genesis 1.28, and then Noah and his sons in Genesis 9.1-19. And then God blessed Abraham God said to Abraham in Genesis 12, Who you bless, I will bless. And then Isaac could bless, Hebrews 11.20. By faith, Isaac invoked future blessings on Jacob and Esau, followed by Jacob blessing his sons. And then God taught Moses so he could instruct Aaron and his sons as to how they were to bless the Israelites. And today... As a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, all believers 
can convey God's blessing. As we come to the blessing in number six, the Israelites have been in the Sinai wilderness for a year, and they are camped at the base of God's mountain, Mount Sinai, where God has given them through Moses the law and instructions for the tabernacle, all in preparation to enter the land of Canaan, the promised land. God is preparing the Israelites to leave the wilderness where they lived alone with him, and he has met their every need, and they were preparing now to enter a land where they were to establish themselves as a nation of God's people. Establishing themselves as a nation would require work, responsibilities, and also bring difficulties. They would become a nation among nations. They would live among challenges and peoples who did not know God or share their beliefs of God. They would face trials and battles that would serve to increase their faith as they walked with God. And they were to show through their lives and faith who this God was. We too, who are believers and followers of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we face this very same challenge. And to this end, God gave all of us the instructions for the priestly blessing. Today, you know, we live among many non-believers and we face many challenges and trials as we walk with our Lord and increase our faith. And through this walk, we too are to reflect both our faith and God to our world. The instructions for this blessing came directly from God, the creator of all blessings. It was a blessing for his people Israel 3,000 years ago, and it is for us today. The blessing points the way for every one of God's people, not only to be blessed, but to be a blessing to others. In Hebrew, the blessing begins with three words in the first verse. The second verse has five words, and the third verse of the blessing has seven words. So we can see the blessing increasing. Each verse also has two parts. The first part of each verse is the Lord. The second part is an action that the Lord will take. We will see the verses move progressively inward and become more personal to us as the blessing proceeds. Beginning with the first verse, we see a general blessing. It says, may the Lord bless you and keep you. So God's blessing is the result of his keeping us. In the keeping of us, God is providing material blessings, health, and sustaining us. He's giving us all that makes our lives possible. In Psalm 121, the word keeps is also used of God. It tells us that our God who keeps us will not slumber and will not let our foot be moved. He will keep us from all evil and keep our life. He will keep our going out and our coming in. So this first verse, may the Lord bless you and keep you, surrounds us with so much comfort and assurance as to what God is doing for us all the time, as our God never sleeps or slumbers. As we come to the second verse of the blessing, we read, may the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Hebrew word used for grace is ken. And it means the grace we show to others and that they show to us. 
So as God is gracious to us, he gives us grace that we may show to others and them to us. In doing this, we can live more at ease with those around us and our relationships are made better. So we can see this verse of the blessing moving from sustenance and then inward a bit deeper and a, a bit more personal as to how we can live better with others. It also refers to how God deals with each of us in his grace. He doesn't deal with us as we deserve, but God relates to us with his compassion for us. So now we've moved from verse one and our sustenance, which occurs outside of us, to verse two and our interpersonal relationships, as well as God's relationship with us. The second part of God's action in this blessing is the shining of God's face upon us and connects light with the face of God. God's light gives us a way in the darkness, a renewal of our lives, warmth, a caring for us in our times of trouble. In Psalm 62, verses 1 and 2, it says, May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us that your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. This is almost verbatim, the second verse in the priestly blessing. And we see through God's face shining upon us that we receive the blessing of a saving power for each of us, as well as God making his way known to us. As we come to the third verse of the blessing, it says, May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. This is the most personal part of the blessing. The blessing has now reached its most inward place in our lives. God's lifting his countenance to us carries the meaning of his lifting his face towards us. And I read a most precious story that illustrates what this means beautifully. It's a story of a little boy together with a crowd of people who have gathered on a hill to watch a ship out at sea pass by. The little boy's standing there waving and waving to the ship, and a man in the crowd asks him, why are you waving? And the boy says, I am waving so the captain of the ship will see me and wave back. But the man says to the boy, this ship is so far off and you're here in the middle of this crowd of people. Why would you think the captain will see you and wave back? And the boy answers him and says, the captain is my father and he will be looking for me in the crowd. God blesses us by turning his countenance to us, by looking at us and seeing us individually because he's our father. He knows what we need better than anybody. And he knows how to best meet our needs, even beyond what we think we might need. But our father, whose care is beyond anything we can imagine, our father, turns to us to see us, and he blesses us. We don't need to compete with a soul for our needs or for our position or for our worth, for we are held dear and close by our Father. And in this, we can rest easy in his gaze. And this is what brings us peace beyond anything we can imagine. Our God blesses us with this peace.
The blessing concludes in verse 27, and it says, So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel, and I will bless them. As God's instruction for how to bless came through Moses to Aaron, and now to each of us as a nation of believers, a holy priesthood, we learn that as we say this blessing and put God's name upon another, God will bless them. And in our doing so, he will bless us as well. We can be the channel through which God's blessing moves. Before we close today, I want to share one more story with you about how we can bless another. There's a story of a particular rabbi that was traveling to spend the Jewish holiday of Shavuot with a great teacher and rabbi. Now, Shavuot celebrates the wheat harvest as well as the revelation of the Ten Commandments given to Moses at Mount Sinai. Now, this rabbi was walking along the road to get to the great teacher's town, and he was walking with many others, and he became distracted, and he found himself off the road and into the woods. As he's looking at all the trees, he asks God for the power to bless people just for an hour. And he begins to feel a strange sensation in his arms and his legs. And he looks to bless someone, but there are no people around him. There are just trees. So he runs back to the road, but by this time, all the people have passed on ahead of him, and he began to run to find someone to bless. But he finds no one. And by now, the hour was up, and he could feel the energy leave him. And he knew he no longer had the power to bless. And now, by this time, it was also too late even to join the great teacher and rabbi for supper to celebrate the Shavuot holiday. So our rabbi continues walking on, and he comes to a small tavern, and he went inside. And inside, he found an old couple who ran the tavern, but there was nobody else there. They didn't know the Bible, and they didn't know anything about the holiday. So he begins to teach them about the holiday and about God, and he decides to prepare a meal for them to celebrate. In teaching them, he brought them a joy and hope they had not known. We all have the power to be a blessing in another's life, to want their well-being and all that is best for them, and to share with them the hope of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we will also have the power to say God's blessing over their lives and to know that God will unconditionally bless them. And as we are blessing another, we can know that God is blessing us. So today, know that each day brings opportunity to both bless and be a blessing in another's life. So until next time, be blessed and be a blessing. Praise God and God bless.